0: Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information.
1: Green Mountain Chronicles number 30. Number please, the telephone comes to Vermont.
0: Hello. 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 With music sweeter than the that in the I remember the first
2: telephone that uh, my father helped to string the line so that we could have the telephone. And I remember seeing my mother, my uh, grandmother, go up beside the wall and turn this crank and call the, the operator. It was a box, a thing with the bells on the top and the crank at the side that she'll turn.
1: 1905. And in Woodbury, Vermont, 10-year-old Bernice Wheeler's family gets its first telephone. Alexander Graham Bell's 1874 invention began linking Vermonters by wire in 1879 with 168 Burlington subscribers. In the first decade of the 20th century, New England Telephone had 12 to 15 local offices in Vermont. Much of Vermont's early phone service, however, came from small, locally
3: organized, independent phone companies. Vermont at that time was quite a framing state and they had heard about these telephones so they would cut a few poles or string the wire on trees and...
1: Paul Tyler Barry of Barry worked as a linesman and them. in other capacities for New England Telephone for 39 years.
3: They made their own system. There really wasn't much of a switchboard. All it was was almost like a continuous line with switches where they would throw the switch to connect onto the other people which may not have been more than uh fifty fifty people that had telephones. Every day at twelve thirty you'd hear
1: this one long ring and one short ring. George Sibley's family also had an early telephone at its East Montpelier farm.
3: Of course in those days there was uh, party
2: lines that might be anywhere from one to a dozen, I guess in some cases. But the the signal was that the telephone company was gonna give the weather. Everybody run to the telephone at twelve thirty and get the weather. <laughs> yeah.
1: Party line served other, less formal functions as well, as
2: longtime operator Ruth Mackenzie of Barry recalls. If you were on a rural line and there were six or eight people on your line, you'd hear at least four of those uh numbers ring at your house and the rumor is that people used to pick up their telephones just to hear what was going on if it was something interesting they'd stay well that was a good way of getting the news
3: and sometimes if somebody was on there very long there were the old wall phones they would take the receiver and put it against the mouthpiece and it used to make it quite a noise and they couldn't really have a clear conversation so they may not like it but if one held the receiver close to the transmitter, they would finally uh, get off the line.
1: (laughs) At the hub of each system, the operators were kept busy working the manually operated switchboards.
2: You answered the signal, it would be a light, and uh, whatever number, if it was a bearing number that person wanted, he, you said, number please, and he gave you a number like uh, 246, perhaps. And you had to find that in what we called the multiple. You had to reach to wherever it was, test it to be sure it wasn't busy. Put your plug in and ring. And, of course, your association with the customer was very much more personal than it is now because after a while you knew who a lot of those people were because you knew their telephone numbers.
1: Ruth McKenzie began working for the phone company in 1922. Later she began training people in the use of the new dial phones which were
2: replacing the manually cranked boxes. We went around to schools, rotary clubs, women's clubs, uh, anywhere that they wanted us to uh, play records on a Uh, recording machine with dial tone and busy signal so they would know what it was going to sound like when they dialed today that just seems incredible
0: Thanks for listening This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin and released by the Vermont Historical Society If you've enjoyed it please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.